Hello, and thank you for joining us for the Hatchbend Apostolic Church web broadcast. In our society today, some, and yes, sadly, maybe even most, question the value of preaching in their lives. But we still believe what Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 1. In essence, Paul preached that God has chosen the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. And so that's why we still place such a high value on the preached word of God in agreement to the scripture. And so now I'd like to thank you again for joining us for a message from the pulpit of Hatchbend Apostolic Church. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. If we will join me in 1 Corinthians 1 and 24. We'll read one scripture and then you can be seated. The Bible says, But unto them which are called both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God, and the wisdom of God. Today we're going to talk about wisdom's worth, as Brother Toby's already been talking about today. So today, if you will, just you can just go ahead and be seated. Today, godly wisdom is the most valuable asset that we could ever obtain. It is, it is more important than anything else in our life. Wisdom, you know, we talked about wisdom. We talked about what he talked about what wisdom is and what what, you know, and talked about the chainsaw. So, <laughs> but so today, you know, but, but we, we, wisdom is our most valuable asset. My prayer is that I will deepen my relationship with Jesus Christ. He is the source of wisdom. Yeah. He is the source. You know, he, he said, you know, you can, you can have be wise in a lot of things. But Jesus Christ is our source of the most important wisdom in our life. This new series we're going to start this month is Choosing Wisdom which will lead us through, through a trip through the highlight portions of Proverbs and Ecclesiastes. We will look at wisdom's worth, wisdom's, wisdom's works, the truth that wisdom waits, and then hear wisdom's warning. The scripture passage we will study will help us be better understand the importance of choosing wisdom. Wisdom is not elusive. It's not impossible to obtain. If we seek wisdom by seeking, the, seeking God who gives wisdom, we will gain what we need to please the Lord and we will be able to walk in his commandments. That's what, that's what when wisdom is, the most important part of choosing wisdom is that we walk in the will of God. And, and that's what we should, we should strive for. Today I'm going to talk about in Daniel chapter 3, we find a, a story about three Hebrew children, or three Hebrew boys, or probably young men, as I throw them as boys, but they're probably young men. We find them, you know, we find this in the story of, of King Nebuchadnezzar has created this, this statue and he's, he's told the whole kingdom that they must bow down to this statue and worship this statue. And, and, and I just, you know, we find out, you know, they hear these three Hebrew, three, three Hebrew boys finds themselves in a, in a predicament. Are they going to bow down to the king's idol or are they going to bow down to his worship or are they, are they going to, to, to stand for the wisdom that Daniel instilled in them? There's times in our life when, you know, when Daniel told them you know, that they, they was told to, as slaves to eat this food and, and Daniel and them stood up to that and he, he, he instilled that wisdom that they must stand for something. There's an old saying that you stand for something or you'll fall for anything and that is so much truth to that and that's what Daniel has instilled that, that, that mindset into these three Hebrew boys. He had instilled that, that it was so much into them. It didn't matter what the cost. 
And that is what, that is what godly wisdom is. It gives us a, a direction and a path to, to what we're going to stand on and what's going to lead us and guide us. In Daniel chapter 3 and verse 14, Nebuchadnezzar spake and said unto them, Is it true, O Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, do you not serve my gods nor worship the golden image which I have set up? 15, verse 15 says, Now if ye be ready that at the sound of you hear the sound of the corinth, the flute, the harp, the sabbath, the, the sorcery, the, the dulcimer, and all the kinds of music, ye fall down and worship the image which I have made. Well, but if ye worship not, ye shall be cast the same hour into the midst of the burning furnace, fiery furnace, and who, the, who is thy God that shall deliver you out of my hands? Verse 16 says, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said unto the, the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we are not careful to answer thee in this matter. Because you know, the reason they can say this statement in this verse is because that wisdom and that, that they had already made up in their mind. They wasn't going to waver. They can say this statement, and we're not going to answer you carefully. We already, already know what we're going to say. There wasn't... Thinking about, oh, well, king, well, you know, they were already, it was already driven hard into their life. That wisdom was founded in their life. And, he, and they go on to say in verse 17, says, If it be so, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from this burning, fiery furnace. And he will deliver us out of thy hand, O king. But verse 18 is a powerful statement. It says, but if not... Be it known unto thee, O king, that we will not serve thy gods nor worship the golden image which ye have set up. That is true wisdom. Here they was, they didn't have that wisdom that they had in their life. It wasn't about how to build a house. That wisdom wasn't about how to, how to make a career or how to make money. That wisdom is, this is what my God wants for me. This is what my God has directed me. This is what the direction my God is leading me to go in. And, and I'm not going to back up from that. So true wisdom is not going with what this, the situation looks like in our flesh. Here they, they could have looked at this situation in their flesh and they could have looked at that as saying, well, you know, everybody else is doing it. Everybody else is bowing down. Because you imagine you're standing there and everyone, everyone in the whole city or the whole country is bowing down to this image and here you are three. You know, you kind of look like the, you know, you, you kind of stand out when you're not bowing down. It didn't take very long for somebody to see that you're not going to do what you're saying you're doing. You're not going to be able to hide behind the trees. You're not going to be able to hide behind the things. And today there's life and things we go through in life that, that we're going to find ourselves just like that. We're going to have to stand on true godly wisdom. Although the Babylonians seem to have a monopoly on wisdom and the faithful Hebrews did not let their current situations detour them from following the wisdom and the will of God and doing so, they walked into the fire with the source of all wisdom. Here they was, they didn't just walk in by themselves. You know, here they may have felt in their flesh, they may have felt all alone. Here we are just three young boys or here we are three young men. But when they walked into the fire, they didn't just have some wisdom. They walked in the fire. The, the fourth one that was in the fire with them was all wisdom. Here he had all wisdom with them. And so today when we go through things in life and we may feel like we're all along and say, well, it just don't look just like it should look or I don't, I don't like what it looks like. I don't like the odds. Can I tell you throughout this Bible, there was men of God, when they looked at the battle that they were facing, it didn't look right. It didn't look like there was going to be victory. 
There's many times, you know, we go through the scriptures, we find stories of men that thought, well, I don't know if we can do this. You know, the children of Israel spent 40 years in the wilderness because there was men that said, we can't do this. This don't look right. Even though they knew that the God that had just brought them through a Red Sea, that had supplied them water and food, but here they were having a doubting because their wisdom wasn't grounded in what it should be. We have all encountered people that know it all. Have anybody here know somebody that seems like they know it all? Even sometimes others may think of that about us, especially when we discuss a topic or talk about something that we have quite knowledge in. But, but knowledge does not always equal wisdom. And Brother Toby already kind of lured to that. Knowledge is knowing a tomato is a fruit. But wisdom is knowing not to put the fruit in, put this fruit in a sal- fruit salad. <laughs> you know, we know it's a fruit. But I don't think it'll go too good with grapes and other things that's in a fruit salad. We need to acknowledge, we need to acknowledge we do not know it all. That is one thing we need to acknowledge. We need, we need to acknowledge we need to put our life in the Bible. We need to study more. We must have humility to obtain wisdom. And, that is, and I'll talk about that more and more throughout this lesson. It takes humility, realizing we don't know it all. I've faced situations in my life, and every one of us here today, and when we get into that situation, if we'll have a little bit of humility and say, hey, I need to learn something. We need to be a constantly a student in the Word of God. We must humble ourselves like the great King Solomon did. In 1 Kings, in King, 1 Kings 3, when the Lord promised to give Solomon whatever he asked, the young king did not ask for honor. He did not ask for riches or long life. He recognized his dawning task that was ahead of him, so he asked for wisdom. Others may have treated the Lord like a genie in a bottle, appearing to grant them their wishes, but Solomon knew better than to waste all that he could glean from this source of wisdom on merely just gifts from God. He knew he needed wisdom. Rather, he set himself above that and set, him, set aside his pedigree, his power, and embraced humility to be the leader he knew that God and the people needed him to be. He knew he could, he could ask for anything, but he knew he needed wisdom. Because he knew if he had wisdom, he could, he could handle everyday situations. And today, that's what we, we need to be like King Solomon. We need, to be, we need to desire more wisdom on how we face our day. That's when we get up in the morning and we pray. We should pray for wisdom for that day. Yeah, we may, we may study the Bible, we may study words, but we need to have, I need to have wisdom on what situations I'm going to handle that day. What situations is going to come up that day? Because do you, has anybody here, to, and when you wake up in the morning and you leave your house, and before you lay head, your head on a pillow, your whole world has been turned upside down. There's been times in my life when I left, everything was good. I thought everything was going good. And before I laid my head on the pillow that night, my whole world was upside down. And I need godly wisdom on what, how to face these situations. So every morning when I, we leave our house, we should be praying for this godly wisdom on what to do. Not, we don't need to pray for how much more money we can make today. We need to be praying for God's wisdom. Sadly, we know Solomon did not always follow the ways of wisdom. 
Although he reached the pinnacle of the royalty on earth, at some point wisdom became a theory without proper application. As an older man, Solomon needed the humility he had that he had when he was a younger man to continue walking with all wisdom God had given him. Thankful we have had, thankful he had the wisdom to write and collect the, the proverbs from around the world that he we can use today to increase our wisdom. I'm going to talk about a few of those proverbs here this morning. Proverbs three three contains some of the most often quoted verses on pursuing God, the source of all wisdom. Proverbs three and five through six contains commands. He says, "Trust in the Lord with all thy heart." And lean not on thy own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. These verses challenge us to override our human inclinations to trust in ourselves. You know, we have that we have that mindset, or I have that mindset. I put it that way. I have that mindset of is I can handle whatever comes up. I know how I've 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 learned how to in, in my in my occupation, I know how to I know how to cut down trees. I know how to get them on a loaded on a truck. I know how to handle that situations, and I do probably can handle that in my sleep. I have that knowledge, but sometimes we need wisdom because we're going to face some things that we don't have knowledge of, and we're going to have things we we need to have wisdom of how to handle the things that we do think we have the knowledge of, because there are some things in life where I can handle any situation that comes up. I'm a big boy; I can handle it, but there's times in our life we got to trust not. In our own understanding, Amen. we got to seek the knowledge from Him, because we we don't know what, which direction He wants to carry us in this situation. Because you know, there's situations that comes in our life that is to change and alter our direction. We might not realize that when we we going into this trial, but when we come out of a trial or come out of a situation in our life, sometimes God is using that to to change the direction of our path. And so we need His 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 wisdom. In that situation, we need his wisdom to direct us because a lot of times, what when we make our own decisions, or we, we, what we see or what we feel, sometimes we maybe can get out of God's will. We can get it in another direction. While God has granted us the ability to approach situations logically, we must have the humility to avoid leaning on our own understandings. You know, God gave us a mind, the most powerful instrument in this world I mean you think you talk about the computers how how they can do this the human mind takes it to a whole other level there's nothing can compare what God put in our minds and he gives he gave us the ability to think for ourselves. he gave us the ability to do things make these decisions and life altering and for for not just for ourselves for other people he gave us that that ability but we cannot just lean on that our own understanding. We must lean on, on his understanding. Proverbs 3 and 7 warns us that not to be wise in our own eyes. Our perspective may not always be the correct one. Anybody ever hear had their perspective of one way and realized it was something else? You saw it your way and the way you thought it was and you thought the way the situation went and it was totally a different way. And so we cannot just lean on what we feel or what we see, even if we think we're right, we should humble ourselves and seek the Lord's will. Even if we see it, well, this has got got to be right. 
all the stars is lined up. There's, there's people in my life, men, and, men in my life that I look up to who says, oh, this is the right way to go. This is the right decision. We must, even if, even if it's taking a job or whatever it may be, we say, well, I got too many people saying, oh, this is good, this is all right. But you better make sure God is right with God. We need his wisdom. We need his wisdom in everything. Even if we, the, the wise will always double check things. A few years ago, it's been quite a few years ago now, we went a couple mission trips to Guatemala, and, and I'm not no builder. I'll just tell you that. I'm not a builder. If you need something built, don't come looking for me. I can tear it down. I can destroy it, but I can't fix it. But we went to Guatemala and a couple mission trips, and we went with Brother Jerry and Brother Toby and Brother Daryl. They were on the, up on the ladders nailing the boards together. And I said, well, I'll do the cutting on the ground. And there was something they, they always told me. They said, measure twice, cut once. I'd even mess that up. I'd, cut, I'd measure a couple times. I'd measure two and three times, and I'd still cut the board wrong. They had patience enough with me. They would just say, okay, we'll try it again. But as a carpenter, you measure twice and cut once because you want to make sure you're right. And sometimes in life, we need to carry that to our spiritual life. We pray about some things sometimes, and you know, we pray about it for about five minutes, and we say, oh, it's God's will. I'm ready to jump into this. But some things we might need to check a little bit deeper in. We may need to spend a little more time in. I mean, there's some, some decisions we can make. Yeah, we can say, Lord, give me the right decision because sometimes we got to make things right on the fly. But there's some things that in our, in our life we need wisdom for that we may need to, we may need to push the plate back for. We may, to, may should pray about it a little longer. May need to do it, measure it twice and make sure this is right. You know, but there's so many people in our world who wants to fly by the seat of their pants. They, they don't matter what's going on today. They just, well, just, just constantly making decisions on the fly. We must pray God's view for our situation. Even if it looks right. I'm going to keep saying that again. If, even if it looks right, we need to pray that God's view. I don't want to see it how I want to see it. I don't want to see it what these eyes sees. I want to see it what, how God sees my situation. I've been down through down enough roads that probably been better if I'd allowed been walking in with God's vision and not my vision. We must follow the wisdom of the Lord. Because when we follow his wisdom, it leads to great rewards in our life. While Proverbs 3 and 10 speaks of new wine literally bursting forth from our presses, there's also a spiritual application. When we follow the wisdom of the Holy Spirit, we will see a great outpouring of revival. And I feel like as a church, we need to, we need to get in the vein of what God is doing. We need to get in the God. If we want to see revival, we want to see our prodigals come home. We need to be praying that God's be directing us how to reach them. Praying for God to give us that revival. But we must, we must be praying for God's will. God's will will bless us. God's will blesses us spiritually, physically, emotionally, and financially. If we're willing to receive these blessings, we must also be willing to receive correction from the Lord. Remember, it takes discipline to be a disciple. You know, we, we, we always want the good things. You know, as long as everything's going right, 
That's what we, that's what we want. You know, God is, God is, God is in, we in the vein of, with God if, if, we're, if he's always patting us on the back. Nobody likes for him to sit us down and say, hey, you're, you're wrong. And sometimes in life, we, we, if we're going to be in the will of God, and sometimes some guys, when we make them bad decisions, them bad decisions go down the bad roads, sometimes God, we've got to allow God to, okay, hold, come back here. We've got to allow him to be in our life because sometimes we, we want to get offended when we say, well, if you're going down the wrong road, that's not my will for your life. We've got to have enough wisdom to say, okay, God, I, I feel you pushing me back. I feel the pushback. I feel that direction. The me first individual, the me first world we live in makes us difficult to embrace humility and accept the discipline required to be a disciple. You know, that me first. We always want that me first. Many declare pronouns like me, myself, and I, and that amidst the flesh, the selfish, selfish and self-centered view that we all that we all often have. If we're not careful, that flesh inside of us, we want to boast that me, myself, and I. We want to have that attitude. We want to have that mindset. That flesh wants to come out of us and say, hey, pat me on the back. But we have to get away from that. While there is nothing wrong with self-care or pursuing godly goals, we must humble ourselves to advance in the right ways that God wants us to go. We would be... We, we would do well to remember 1 Peter 5 and 6. It says, Humble yourself, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that ye may exalt you in due time. That's where some of us get in trouble sometimes is in that due time. Yeah, God may be blessing us. We may be going down the right way. But sometimes we want to get, our, get ahead of ourselves. We don't want to wait on God. But he says if we will humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God, he was exalt us in his time. He was exalt us in his time. We must remember to embrace humility to stay faithful to the will of wisdom of God. I know I've talked about humility and being a lot in, already in this sermon. But that's what it takes to have true wisdom. We've got to get that self out of that. And that's what today I'm going to say is you know, to, to be the worth of wisdom, get the, the value of wisdom in our life. We've got to get in the right vein with God. While we should not behave behave wisely just for the sake of rewards, you know, sometimes sometimes we, we feel like that. Well, what if I if I do this, God will reward me with this. If if I fast, God will anoint me with his blessings, or God will give me this here things. Sometimes we try to bargain with God. And that's where that mindset is if we're just doing this for what we can get from God, we should be doing this for what God's already did for us. He saved our soul. He picked us up. He, he, he's healed our bodies. We should not be just doing things for him for just for reward. We should be doing things for what he already has done. I can never do enough for God right now for the things he's done in my life. But we must, we must, but we must let us learn the lesson that wisdom is our own reward. Those who follow the path of the wise will have a greater chance of leading happier and healthier lives. If you're, if you're in the will of God, if you're in his, with his wisdom, your life's going to be happier. You may not be richer. You may not feel like you got the world's, the blessings of this world. But my grandmother, she used to tell me all the time, she says, you're not putting treasures here. She's always put treasures up there. God's, God is keeping account of where your treasures is. It don't matter what you have here on this earth. 
But when you, because you're just putting things in, and that's what we should be doing. We should be putting things in, in, in our treasures in heaven, not worried about here on earth. So we'll be happier if we put things in, our things with God. Wisdom does not always lead to great riches. But poor decisions most often lead to poverty. You know, you may not be, you may have money in your pocket. But I'm not talking about just money in your pocket today. Your, the poor decisions will be poverty spiritually. And that is the most, most, most par, hardest part to play. Proverbs 21 and, 21 and 20 declares, There is treasure to be desired and oil in the dwelling of the wise, but a foolish man spendeth it up. Many people, I've heard this say, many people just say, a fool and his money are soon parted. <laughs> a fool of money is soon parted. Whether or not we have money, we should make a firm commitment to never part from wisdom. When, when We know Solomon's wives turned his heart away from God. Perhaps, perhaps he forgot some of his own proverbs and started focusing on his wealth. Sometimes, you know, we, 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 start, we forget what, or even what we even know is right. I've been around church all my life, and there's times in my life that I found myself in places that I knew better. I knew better to allow myself to go down that road. And so sometimes in life, you know, I, find, I think Solomon found himself. He knew better where he was at. He knew better to allow these things in his life. He had the wisdom. He knew better. But he allowed these things in his life. And that's what turned his heart away from God. Wisdom also has the benefit of bringing peace. Solomon's very name comes from the Hebrew word of peace. David likely chose his name for his son out of the strong desire to put his days of fighting behind himself and give his son a formidable kingdom where he could maintain peace. When you have wisdom, we're talking about what the worth of wisdom today. Wisdom brings forth peace. Since all of wisdom's paths are peace, we must be wise enough to recognize when we deviate from the unnecessary, we, can, we have to deviate from unnecessary conflicts. Some fights does not always call for us to go to battle. There's some things we face every day. That, that there's a fight or there's something that comes into our life that we, it doesn't always, it always does not call for us to go to battle right then. Brother Gonzalez, yesterday, in the, I think it was yesterday in the service, he said, in the service, he said, some fights, you know, we, we're not equipped yet for. So sometimes we may have to go back, you know, some of their fights, yeah, some fights we're going to have to fight one day. But he said, in some, some fights, you know, you need to go back and you may need to fast about that. Maybe get the right vein of God. You may, you may need to get a really equipped for that before you can take that fight on. And so that's what we must do. There's some fights we does not call for us to go to battle right then. Solomon's policies eventually led to the division of the kingdom. If the king had held on to his wisdom and peace, it provided the kingdom could have maintained its unity. And sometimes in life, you know, we have wisdom. That if you have true wisdom in God, unity is a product of true godly wisdom. If we have true wisdom, God, the church we bound together, because the God is not going. God's nothing. To, he's not about um, 
the words I'm trying to use. He, God is not about all this division. If if, there, if there's division part of in 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 the in the body of Christ, it's not of God. Because if you have if unity is a product of God's godly wisdom. During our lives, we may find ourselves on wild goose chases, pursuing things that are not of God. We must pursue wisdom. Friday morning, I was I stopped by the school and to give my wife something before I left to go out of, go down to Ocala. And as I walked into the hallway of the school, I ran into one of the, one of the, one of the guys I graduated high school with. He was a resource officer there that, through that day. And me and him graduated 30, almost a little over 32 years ago from high school. And so when we graduated, we walked off that field that night. I have saw him a couple of times, but, but I hadn't saw him in a long, many, many years. And when I walked up to him, I saw him in the hallway, down the hallway, and I walked down there you know, just to speak to him. And we got to talking. And he is today, he is the, over all the resource officers for Swanee County. He, he's, he's at the district office and he's over them. But me and him got to talking and today when I bring this into my story today, I bring the story into my message today is because as me and him stood there and talked, we started talking about some of our classmates. Some of the classmates in our class. And we talked about some of the ones, you know, how productive some of our classmates are. And, and our classmates, well, in our class we had a good class. We went by 60 something of us, but we, are, we have a good productive class. A lot of them, I mean, there's people that's, the superintendent of our schools in our county here. He was one of the guys I graduated high school with. Um, we have a, there's one of the guys that we talked about in our session. We talked about, he was a, he's over, he's a head fire department for Sarasota County. I have, we have um, school, school teachers. We have, there's, there's just many, we was just talking about people, we, our friends that we, we went to school with, we hadn't saw in years. We were talking about someone, some of them, he knew where where is that today and some I knew where was that. We have a girl that's a CEO of a, when the big banks in Dallas, Texas, lives in Texas now, and she's from little town of Mayo. But, but, but well, we talked about that. What, I want to bring this into my message today is because we, they chose what direction of life to go in. They chose what wisdom to go in. Some of them felt a calling to go in to, to be a school teacher. Some became the superintendent of schools. Some became... Officers, we have paramedics, we have there's guys that's in our that graduate our class, me and him stood there and talked about. But I felt like as I was studying this message, I felt like but every direction they decided to go in, they gained, they they put their minds in, they chose to go down that road. They chose to gain that wisdom to do that job. And so we bring that into a spiritual thing today. As 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 every day we get up, we choose what wisdom we're gonna go down. We choose what wisdom we're going to instill in our minds. We're going to choose what we, we, we decide. We often thank the Lord for all his blessings he gives us, but sometimes in life, you know, we, got to, we have many things in our life we got to pursue after. And what we pursue, pursue is what wisdom we gain. And so today, as I talked about, it, talked about our, my classmates, that they, when they, they went into the world and they pursued these things, yes, that was, that was good things. I mean, they've, they've always been productive in society. But we need to take that to our spiritual life. We need to pursue after God, gain his wisdom, because we're going to gain some wisdom of somehow or another or some things or another, but it was most important for us not in, in our world today we live is we must, we must pursue God. 
We often thank the Lord for all the blessings he gives us, but perhaps we should also thank him for many unanswered prayers in our life. Prayers that we have prayed that God wisely did not grant because he knows our truly needs. Is there anybody here that's ever asked for something that they didn't get and then later realized they didn't really need it? And here, I'm not talking about a new car. I'm talking about sometimes even spiritually things. We pray for things, Lord, God, give me this. I want this in my life. I want this position. I want that position. Or I want this, God, open the door. When we realize we really didn't need that. God was wanting to carry us in a different direction, and we're here we are trying to change that and change that direction. Many things in life appear wise and logical. When we look at it through our own eyes, we can see logic in it. But when we look through it through the lenses of God, it changes that. Proverbs 31, 3 and 21 speaks of sound wisdom. In a world where many people offer advice in all forms of counsel, we must be careful to follow the right kind of wisdom. Because I can tell you today, you can, you can call these online phone calls or you can, you can stop at the hardware store. It doesn't matter where you go. Somebody will give you some advice. If you have a problem and you ask, somebody will give you a, a, their point of view. But today we need, to, we, we need to be looking for sound wisdom. Not just, just, just advice from the person at the hardware store, the, the person at the S&S store. We need, to be, we need to be getting some sound wisdom. Worldly wisdom might have some benefits in some things in this world. But worldly wisdom alone will not lead you to the ultimate success God has for you. Man cannot give you guidance. Just, just man, godly wise wisdom is what we must desire. Godly wisdom may yield different definitions of success. The early mentions of success in Scripture is found in, in Joshua chapter 1. Joshua found success in battle when he conquered the land of Canaan. Because Joshua meditated on the word of God. If we're looking for a self-help book or a volume on wisdom, we should not look no further than right here. We should look right here for wisdom. When we look at the New Testament, we discover true wisdom can only be found through the life of Jesus Christ. Some have called Jesus a wise philosopher, but we know him as so much more. Although Jesus provides many wise sayings, he led a life that defied logic and worldly wisdom. He talked about saving your life by losing it. He talked about winning the ultimate battle by loss. His words made little sense to many of his followers. Some people left him because of his hard sayings. Some people couldn't understand that. When he talked about we're going to gain, but we're going to lose to gain. Even his disciples often had difficulties understanding his message. The Apostle Paul also, also spoke of the great reversals required to achieve wisdom. Paul wrote in 1 Corinthians 3 and 18, he says, let, If any man among you seemeth to be wise in this world, let him become a fool that he may be wise. Here Paul spoke of the humility required to achieve wisdom. As a, as a learned man in Scripture, Paul realized he had acted like a fool when he pursued the early Christians and put them to death. He liked wisdom that could only come from an encounter with God 
for of all wisdom. His life was forever changed when he he met Jesus on the Damascus Road. And so today is you know the worth of, of the worth of of wisdom. It can only be gained when we, we, we have that Damascus Road experience. When we meet Jesus Christ, Paul wrote in Corinthians church to the Corinthian church, he said, in the attempt to correct their foolish behaviors, he said in 1 Corinthians 1 and 25, he said, The foolish of God is wiser than man, men, and the weakness of God is stronger than men. Through weakness, Jesus, Jesus achieved victory over sin and death. In doing so, he defied humanity's logic. And Paul ended 1 Corinthians 1 by reminding us of the strong connection between wisdom and humility. He warned us that no flesh should glory in the presence of God. Instead, we should be humble. And the humility leads to us being, being made wise through Christ. And today as I begin to close, in 1 Corinthians 1 and 30, Paul wrote, But, but of him are ye in Christ Jesus, who of God is made unto us wisdom and righteousness and sanctification and redemption. Christ is the beginning of a better life. And that life, better life begins with wisdom. Today, Jesus Christ is calling us to deepen our relationship with him. Such a relationship goes beyond being just a mere savior. Jesus has also, has not only saved us and redeemed us, but he is ready to advise us and to be our wise counselor. Today, as, 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 as I ask us today to stand today, walking in Jesus Christ will make us, make us wiser than we could have ever hoped to be on our own. Today, wisdom has a value. Wisdom has, has a worth. And today, that is to be, in, be walking with God. Walking with Jesus Christ makes us wiser. And it makes us makes us happier. It makes us in better relationship with him. And that is our ultimate choice. Let us pray today. Lord, I ask you to touch us and anoint us today. Lord, I ask you right now, Lord Jesus, to move into our life today, Lord Jesus. I ask you to allow this wisdom, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus, be into our life, Lord Jesus. I ask you this wisdom right now, Lord Jesus, to, to give us godly wisdom, Lord Jesus, and allow us to benefit from the, the values and the, the worth of this wisdom, Lord Jesus. I ask you to touch us and anoint us, Lord Jesus, in this service, rest main of this service. Lord, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. This message has been brought to you today by the media ministry of Hatchbend Apostolic Church. We pray that it's ministered to you in some way, and we'd like to take this opportunity to invite you to join us in service here at Hatchbend Apostolic. Our Sunday services begin at 10 a.m. and our Wednesday night service at 7.30 p.m. For any more information or to speak with our ministry staff, please feel free to call our church office at 386-935-2806 or you can visit the contact link here on our website. Again, thank you for listening and we pray God's richest blessings on you and your family.